we are on the air. All right. Episode three of Tabletop 23. Episode three, including <laughs> video this time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What up? This is the first time we're including video in our podcasting because... Um, from a marketing standpoint, I was waiting for her to answer because I, I don't, I don't have an answer. She was like, "We're gonna do it." I'm like, okay, sure. Whatever. Hold on, our is super loud. Okay. Okay. That's okay. Maybe I'll stay back here. Okay. So yes, um, as you know, from a marketing standpoint, I figured many different mm. sources of reaching people. Yes. Some people actually prefer visual methods, and some other auditory. It's true. So, I True. figured give people more options. Yeah, and it's like, it kind of gives them a, a visual of who's talking. Uh-huh. I think the most people that are going to watch this are going to be our friends anyway, but like, <laughs> it's like, you know, listening to the radio and you, you just have this visual of what, what they look like, and then you see them in, pic, uh, in a picture and you're like, what? That's what they look like? Yeah. It's so odd. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely for me, I know I look Anyways. <laughs> um, okay, so here we are, Table Talk Twenty Three. Okay, I don't know. I don't know what happened there, but okay, so We're back on. We are back on. Sorry, technical difficulties. Um, welcome to Table Talk Twenty Three. It is a monthly podcast that my good friend Mark and I do. Um, we are two kind of same spirited, but. Walking completely different fastly. Mark's an actor. I'm a entrepreneur, but we get together every so often to talk about life mm-hmm. <laughs> and kind of catch up. And and we just bring you in the conversation. Yeah, <laughs> you're like the third wheel you never wanted to be. That's yeah. Kind of so welcome, third nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Those um, are pretty cool, though. So consider yourself. Are you speaking awesome. from experience, or <laughs> <laughs> like, is there something I need to know about? Actually, I could comment on that, but I won't. <laughs> okay. All right. So, since the last time, let's make sure I don't knock my guitar down. Don't worry. Um, We're still in the frame. Don't worry. Okay. So, since last time we talked, mm-hmm. you were taking classes in LA, mm-hmm. and that's finished. They are. And. Let's talk about that, because I want to okay. know how it went, how your experience sure. was. Like, what did you learn from it? Man, that's, yeah. got, that's an experience, you know? Okay, well... Okay, so it was uh, it was total 12 classes from 10 to 1.30 in the afternoon. And basically, typically went there, took the plane Monday, and then left on Wednesday, had a free day on Tuesday. Typically, there was two days, though, that I... Flew in and flew out the same day. Um, but as far as what I learned, um, I feel like, I mean, there was just times where I was really challenged as far as making up a story on the spot. And there, and that, that one particular thing, I just was not very good at it. Mm. You know, it was like... Are you not a very good improv? Well, improv character-wise, I'm okay. Like, yeah, I'm going to start using this voice, and we're going to talk about how I learned to read at three years old. So you're okay with building upon other people's stories? Yeah, other people's stories or just a suggestion that I can build on using a character's voice and body movements and things like that. But 
when they're saying, okay, here's a bunch of people that are going to uh, uh, basically put their bodies in a, in a uh, position um, like a movie poster. Basically, it was a movie poster improv exercise. And so, like, there was three people that would, like, you know, put their hand on this person's shoulder or something like that. And you would be turned around. And they go, okay, five, four, three, two, one, turn around. And then you just have to just, out of nowhere, think of a whole story. There's a, uh, you have to think of the title of the movie. You have to think of the plot, like a summarized you know, wording of the, of the plot. And then a tagline for the movie, like this. Oh, this is hard. But I did the best I could. And I was through my ramblings, and you can see the, see the teacher like, um, narc, no. I mean, he wasn't. I mean, there was a couple other people that did the same thing. I'm just maybe hard on myself. Um, but that was one particular moment that I was like, wow, this is really challenging. Um, and so I learned, I guess for me, it was just putting myself in the fire. Um, because we, you know, we walk away from, or run away from, from fear. It's just fear where we're just like, I don't know if I'm scared, I'm nervous, I'm not good enough. I don't think I'm going to, and especially when the people are, some people are really good at it. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh my God, I got to follow that. And you met some, I mean, you were in LA, so. You yeah. Met there was 12 other, there was 11 people, 12 people total, 11 other people. And there were, you know, there was a very range. There's a couple people that were really good. You know, and most people were medium um, skilled. Um, but overall, for me, it was like just, you know, almost 90% of the time when he said, hey, I need two volunteers to come up, I would go. And uh, after like the eighth class, whenever he would do that, everybody would look at me and be like, go ahead, Mark. Because every time you've gone, so go ahead, go first. And, and, um, I'll just end with this. Like basically, that was one way for me to challenge myself. I'm not going to get on a plane, and you know, spend some money to get there, and spend all that time to just not challenge myself, to right. not push myself the extra extra mile. And so, you know, the end of the class, he gave us a five minute evaluation to determine if we went we went to the next class, to the next level or not. And I was not chosen to go to the next level. Which is fine, especially because in the very first class, it was like 70% of people don't go to the second level. Even really good improvisers don't go to the second level. And so I kind of put myself, I kind of put that pressure off of me anyway. So I was just like, I was having fun. I know I was challenging myself. I know that I failed a couple times, more than a couple times. But I, I love that. And just for the viewers and for you, it's like, if I'm not failing, I'm not like trying to set the bar higher. You know, I don't want to plateau. I don't want to go where it's easy. I wanted to continue to challenge myself. Um, so I did that. I really, I am proud of myself. That is pretty, um, that is pretty amazing. Um, so, so just yeah. a backstory. He lives in Sacramento, um, but he had to, for how long was it? How many weeks? Six weeks. Six weeks. He would fly down to LA every week for like three days, right? And take these classes. So that's, that's dedication right there. Definitely. Um, how how would you describe like the difference in I guess a level between because you've taken classes in Sacramento and then now you're like actually in LA taking yeah. classes in LA like was there a level difference? Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. I mean, this is the actual Groundlings class. Right. I'm, um, I've been taking a workshop with a local teacher here 
for like a couple years now, like on and off, not like the whole time, but like probably like four classes based on the same groundling style improv, <laughs> same similar rules. But for the class I took in LA, take that whole class and accelerate it by five, three to five, because instead of certain rules be that you have to abide by, it's not just you have to establish your relationship, you, you have to be much more detailed about it. Every, so basically it's just a lot more detail. And so you have to, it's just much quicker. Um, I can go into the details of improv, but it's like, it's just accelerated. And then if you fail, you fail. And the teacher's like, no, that's not how you do it. And you're like, ah, dang it. Um, but yes, definitely, definitely a higher caliber. That's awesome. For sure. I was so proud that you actually, I remember when you first brought it up. It's probably just before Christmas, after Christmas. I don't remember. No, it was, I don't remember when. Maybe, no, it was maybe two weeks. I don't remember. It was, no, last, I don't remember, whatever. I don't know what at I'm saying. At some point. <laughs> yeah, at some point. For the last two podcasts we've done, you've yes. mentioned it, and I thought it was... Yeah, no, I think at the last one, I went to two classes. Was it two classes? I think it was like a full two week, a week of classes, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, so you did that, and that's... Yeah. Crazy how time flies. Right. Damn. So... Good job. Yeah. And it was... And okay, so what I came from, what I learned... Okay, so mainly two things. One is um, I learned that... Um, well learn more about improv and what it takes and and all that stuff and as far as groundlings and style improv okay i got that but the a more pic big picture thing is that i came away with a little more a little more confidence like maybe 1.5 percent <laughs> um and um i told myself i want to go back i want to go back to the to the basic level again and go and do the la thing again but and i I don't think I mentioned this to you, but I mean, I mentioned it a hundred other times. This is the time. I know I've said this before. This is being recorded in multiple platforms <laughs> yeah, now. It's, it's cameras everywhere. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> She's got cameras everywhere. There's like a crew. There's a camera. <laughs> yeah, we lied the whole time. There's not just the two people. There's like 17 camera crew behind hey, us. Hey, Bobby. Hey, Bobby. Nice. Nice to see you. Um... But uh, the, the fact is that on Monday, well, I already started, but on Monday is the official, like I'm gonna go to the studio and work on the solo show that I've been working, wanting to do this whole time. You have a studio? Well, the studio that I've been going back to. The one that I used to rent. You have that now? No, no, no. I'm just saying I, I'm going to go there. Cause I, oh. I'm, uh, I made a deal with uh, nice. my teacher. To go back there to rent it out basically renting it from him oh okay like a day a week or something oh nice so That'll i'm just saying as a promise on this podcast as well as 15 times to her already and bobby and bobby <laughs> don't uh, let bobby yeah no yeah Stuart and <laughs> chuck and larry and mo back there um because um, but the point is is that i'm i came back with 1.5 percent extra confidence and I'm like, okay, what do you want to do as an actor? What all that stuff? And I'm like, I really want to go back to the basic class and you know do it again and have fun. But I was like, I really want to get this done. I really, really want to get it done. So I started the process um, last like a couple days ago, and I started writing, continuing my my uh, my solo show. And so 
So it's going to happen. Oh, good. I, within a couple weeks, a rough draft will be done. A couple months. A month after that, I'm going to be searching for a director. And by, by July 23rd, um, it's going to happen. That's the, that's, the, uh, that's the latest date. It could be earlier than that. Hold him up to that, Bobby. <laughs> July 23rd. Bobby, I'm looking you right in the eyeballs. <laughs> you need to uh, make sure I follow through. No, I need to make sure I follow through. So anyway... Um, that's what I came back with, and I'm, I'm going to do that. That's awesome. Well, congratulations. You know what? And that was my follow-up question. Was, <laughs> this Groundlings workshop, did it solidify your you know, desire to continue doing this work? Because you know? sometimes when people, for instance, um, when they start working in that field and they get like really – because there's like a surface level, right? Mm-hmm. And then you get into – you get into it deeper and deeper and deeper and the deeper you go you start learning more and more about it and oftentimes when you get to a certain level some people get turned off by the whole idea sure and i feel like this is a whole new level that you've kind of hit as an actor you know yeah you're not just a local actor you've oh, branched I see. out yeah yeah and so you know and now you're kind of taking like serious classes yeah yeah and i'm just and, and and i think that that actually relates to what I've been writing, the solo shows, because I know it's in me to take it another, to take it another step. I know it's in me to take another step. And so coming back and like, I'm like, okay, so is this the time? Because <laughs> you've said this four, four, four times, like, is this the time you're going to get serious? Right. So to the point, it's like, um, yes, yes, yes. I, I, I feel so. Uh, I feel that way. I need to, you know, if this is, and that's the thing, I continue to ask myself, if this is what you want, then why aren't you taking it more serious? And um, I basically had enough of myself, and I need to, and, and so I, I, I have the plan. I have the plan. And the thing is, like I said last time, I don't have an agent now. I don't have any other strong obliga- obligations. It's like, all coming together and I and that's the thing I do think that this happened for a reason right I do think that coming back with that 1.5 percent extra confidence was like the enough to kind of bring me over the catalyst to bring me out to that mind frame the mentality to say okay I'm gonna do this regardless if I'm gonna fall and I think that's part of the class is that I was up there and it was like hey they're like hey all right make a story and I was just babbling, like rambling, blah, blah, blah. And I just fell and I fell and I fell again. But it allowed me to get up and be like, hey, you know what? I went through it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to come back to Sacramento and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a show that I've been, not, I've been wanting to do for years and years and years. Even if I fall flat. Even if it sucks. It's not going to suck. But even if it sucks really bad, it doesn't matter because I need to get it out. So. Um, I also think what might be good is uh, <clears throat> our levels are so different. I'm looking at that right now. I need to get closer. Um, but I was, I think that um, these these workshops are so important in other ways out, outside of just studying because you're, you, you need to surround yourself in that environment yes. to keep yourself motivated. Because there's only so much you can do to motivate yourself. And that's the same thing as an entrepreneur, you know, like, I could read as many books, I could watch as many YouTube videos, but um, 
having those like mentors or attending those like physical classes where you surround yourself in, uh, with other people who are on the same path as you like there's a fire that gets lit yes out. what was the last thing that you went into that workshop class Tony Robbins yeah, <laughs> conference I, like, honestly, one of those last things I think the last thing was the Tony Robbins yeah. and that was 2016 so I'm like way overdue but um, recently we picked up a mentor and, Locally? Uh, actually, not in Sacramento, but he's in Fresno. Okay. Um, but he's been helping us with our business. And um, this last, I think, two weeks or so, it's been, it's been a, for lack of a better word, bitch. <laughs> you know, um, I think for our business, Matt and I, we're at that plateau that happens quite often. First, you get this like forward momentum and you're like, yes, this is exciting. I have passion for this. This is really good. And then stuff stops working and it happens a lot. And then you try all these different methods of maybe advertising or marketing or like change up the products, change up the audience, hoping that something will stick and something doesn't. And then you end up feeling like you're just constantly hitting your head against a wall, just hoping for this wall to break. And you're like, blood splurting everywhere but you're still just like sitting there hitting your head against a wall yeah. and that's what it felt like for the last couple of weeks Jeez. and I'm sorry it was pretty awful I, I mean I, I can't even but being able to because I was on the phone with Matt and I were on our on the phone with our uh, mentor today for about three hours and he sat us down and he was like you know you guys are on the right position like all your products are good. Everything you're doing is, um, you know, as far as the site goes, aesthetically, everything is right. The only thing that you guys are missing is this little tweak that you have to make. And um, you, he said, you're 99% there. And he said everything that we know. But to have a third party, somebody who's not in it with us, you know, just somebody who could be completely objective and be mm -hmm. like, hey, you guys are on the right track. You just have to push forward. Mm -hmm. And just to have that somebody tell you that, that makes the world of a difference, right? Yeah. So, Especially someone that comes from that arena. Arena, exactly. Yeah. And that's why I think, like right now, you're super fired up. Yeah. And I believe that, you know, I think you just got to you gotta keep putting yourself in those positions. That's and maybe, very true. Maybe, maybe even like outside of just the Sacramento ones too. Maybe find some in San Francisco. Just yeah. put yourself in different shoes and different surroundings. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. Most definitely. I think that's so important. That's so important. Yeah. And um, that's why I looked at that uh, class, uh, not just the class, but the, the journey of the class um, as a, sort of like a workcation, a work vacation. Because it was like... To, you know, it, it, it increased my level of craft, but it also pulled me away from the, the local base, from home, from regular life, and was like, had a little more relaxation, um, you know, got to walk around Hollywood Boulevard, see all the characters there, went to the Jimmy Kimmel show with my dad, and, you know, and got, just got to relax a little bit more. And um, yeah, and it like kind of like solidified, like, okay, I'm back with more exuberance and mm -hmm. ready to go and stuff and um, definitely the spark know. in your eyes is back yeah it was kind of I mean it's always been there but kind of dulled. <laughs> very dulled you know but you yeah. came through the door you're 
you're practically in like a musical. <laughs> Surprise! You were like pirouetting across my living room. <laughs> well, it's partly because I wanted to get out of the damn car. Well, that's true. I'm an Uber driver, and so I'm like <laughs> ready to get out and like talk to somebody that I know. <laughs> so that's but part of it. It was. It's cool. Yeah. And, well, it's more like it's when you're talking about your passion, you know. That's true too. When you were talking about acting, I think the last couple video um, podcasts we did, it was. There was a little bit of like a dullness in the way you talked about it, but yeah. to hear that, like, it's nice to hear that. She spark. just called me dull. Yeah, he did. Right in my face. Totally dull. No, it's good. <laughs> um, no, yeah, no. I think we all go in ebbs and flows, and I think that uh, you know you have a, a chance to kind of just pull out of yourself, pull out of your regular life, and mm-hmm. just like, okay, what do I really want to do? And, Time is now. The time is now. Yeah. Um, so what's going on with you? You you um, you said last time, and I've been seeing it on a lot of us on social media. You've been started a new company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And was that is that part of the frustration you had in the last two weeks? Or yeah, that's that well, that's the only thing we're doing. Right oh, now. okay, okay. But um, it's it it's it's been tough. You know we. It's like it's so it's so weird because it's also like a drug almost. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I sit here and wonder why Matt and I put ourselves in this position. Yeah. You know why? Why don't we just take the easy way out? <laughs> Sometimes. But there's just. So what is the goal then? I mean, I I know you. I know her a little bit, and I know some of your, um, you know. Uh, goals I guess so but what is it like what is what was what is the easy route and then what are you trying to do I think right at this moment my goal is just to be able to survive not survive but to be able to um, just make a living pay for things that you know I'm part of my internet my the roof over my head food in my fridge to be able to pay for it without or at least with my business okay. that I'm running, um, which I've been able to do before. Obviously, I had I had the media company and everything, but um, I don't know. I sometimes I think, you know, why don't I just go get a job? Hmm. And like pretty much sometimes, almost, and to be honest, like put myself out of this misery. Um. Because it is, you know, like you're, there is no, there is no stability in what we do. And, but at the same time, there's like this, I don't know, I think that, like, why don't I just put myself out of my misery and just go get a job? Why am I doing, what am I doing to myself? Mm -hmm. But there's also this feeling of, I feel so alive. I feel alive in that like I love it's the roll I hate roller coasters, but roller coasters of life just gets me. <laughs> like, I love I actually do enjoy the ups and downs. <laughs> I don't even Yeah. Know. I don't know. It's it's been a hell of a week. Huh. Or a hell of a couple of weeks. It's been it's basically since the last time I talked to you. Hmm. It's it's been kind of intense. But just can't quit 
That makes sense. That makes sense. When you say you feel alive, you know, and so getting a real job, that then makes you feel dead. That's <laughs> you know, like, I don't want to do that. I mean, this. I had a job for a week in December, <laughs> or was it January? More than a week, wasn't it? It was like a week and a half. <laughs> I don't even remember. But I remember I, I walked into the door and I sat down. You're just like, oh. Yeah, I was, I, I'm not saying that there's, if, to anybody who has a job out there, like, there is nothing wrong with having a job. Having that kind of stability, people need that. And I get it. And there's nothing wrong with that. I just personally, for myself, I can't live that life. Yeah. I can't live that nine to five, clock in, clock out, pee when they tell you to, eat when they tell you to. Like I value my friend, uh, not friendship. I value my freedom so much more than security, and that's something I've learned very much this last month. I will do absolutely anything and as much as I can to keep my freedom before I pick security. How long since it, since has it? How long has it been since you had a regular job? Excluding the one. Excluding the one that's recent. The other one. Um, I think the last one was back in... It was right before my dad died. So it was... Actually, it was way before my dad. I think it was... Um, I think it was like 2014, 2013. Okay. So that's a good... So it's been about five or five six Five years. Yeah. Five, six years. But I still remember that feeling. <laughs> I remember it. But I think the more you go without with that feeling of I want my you know the more you're you go move away from the, those times, the harder it is to say okay I'm gonna go back. Yeah. Well, it's like you just want to keep that feeling. It's, it's a dreadful feeling to go back. But I mean, I also understand the necessities because I mean obviously we live in a society where money trumps everything right you need you need money in order to put the lights on in your house but feed yourself so at the end of the day like if you need to find a job as you're pursuing other things that is you do you mm-hmm. i mean there there is a time where you have to make that call luckily i'm not there yet <laughs> <laughs> but um don't say yet yeah you don't want to be there no, I, I know that was poor choice of words on my part we'll edit that later <laughs> It's yeah. just a big bleed. <laughs> what was that? That's not a cuss word. <laughs> it is in our language. Yeah, no, seriously. It should be. Um, um, but yeah, so it's... I don't know. It's It's been an interesting week. There's a lot of... I've also... Um, I've also changed up a lot of my habits. Okay. So I do a lot of things a little... It, to kind of help ground myself, and it's been helping a lot. Um to kind of like solidify exactly what it is that I'm going to do. What's one of those things? So every, every morning, um, I so I have a notebook somewhere here. It's on the other side. Mm-hmm. But I have a notebook that I keep on my desk every morning. And so after I meditate and I do my breathing exercises, this is the first place I come. But what I'll do is I have a yearly goal of like five things exactly what I want to accomplish for 2019 Mm. and I have five things that I want to accomplish this year and every morning I write them down Mm. every morning word for word Mm. I copy and write down exactly what it is to help put in my brain and remind myself exactly what I'm doing why I'm doing what I'm doing yeah and fantastic 
out of everything I've ever done, the meditating, the breathing exercises, the gratitude exercises, out of everything I've ever done, this has helped me mm. more than anything. Keeps you focused. It does. And I, I don't overload myself with like 10 things. I, I keep, mm-hmm. honestly, I was thinking three or four, I added a fifth. But <laughs> to be able to just sit there and like every morning tell yourself, because now it's not just in your head, you're writing it out every single day mm-hmm. on paper, mm-hmm. what it is that you're trying to accomplish. Right. Like I'm trying to imagine myself doing that and there's, I think I would be pretty good at it. I mean, as far as like doing the thing, but <laughs> there's a difference between writing a, you're going on a piece of paper every day then versus like executing them mm-hmm. every single day. And so I don't know if I'll be good at that part. Um, but it's, it's, it, it's like forces you to like think of your goals every single day. And I can see as you're saying that, I can see myself thinking as I'm writing them on the 17th day, I'm like number one and number two I've contributed to, but number three just, really haven't done anything toward that and so you maybe for me at least I would get like this feeling of like like dread in writing it and and then for me I might I might even stop writing it so I, I, I commend you for doing things like that because it, it's, it's, uh, it's not easy so it's well there's that I couple it with my to-do list right mm-hmm. so in the morning I remind myself exactly what I'm gonna do what am I working for this year and then all my daily to-do lists end up contributing somehow into that goal. Mm-hmm. So it's not just obviously like the writing down, because that is easy to do. I mean, mm-hmm. you can make a habit of doing that and eventually do it in your sleep. <laughs> but it's that, um, it's that coupling it with a to-do list right. that kind of feeds back into it. Yeah, and, I, and you know, there's some goals where you can probably accomplish in two or three, four months, but then there's some goals where... It's just like, it's more just like a habit. I want to get in a habit of doing this. So it, like you know, every you, single day. You want to do July, right? Yeah. So it's like, well, today I'm going to contact five directors and see who's yes. going to get back to me. Right. The next day I write 10 pages of blah, blah, blah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I haven't written things, goals down yet. <laughs> I've gotten a lot. <laughs> Which makes me think I probably should. Well, actually, that's the thing. I am such a disorganized person. Oh no, what happened? I don't know, I just noticed it. Oh, low batteries. Okay. <laughs> Let me go get a battery. Are we stopping this? <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know how... Hold on, technical I difficulties. All right, we're back. we're back. Okay, so Woo! technical difficulties, the camera battery died. <laughs> Anyways, um, I don't even remember... We were talking about, you You've kind of passed it to me, and you said... Um, oh, shit, I'm going to have to edit this part. Uh... Talking about goals, and then I was saying, oh, and then you said the, about the show, and then I was like, I was about to say, yeah, something like that. Um, something in those. Yeah. Ways. So anyway. But so, oh no, I was saying I was goals. very. I, I remember what I was saying. So I'm a highly disorganized person. Hmm. I've never been organized. The fact that this is clean right now is <laughs> surprising. But. Um, I think what I've realized, because that's one of the things that I've been working on this month, is working on habit building. Mm -hmm. And I realized the power of habit, aside from like just doing the, like going to the gym every day. Mm -hmm. um, What I realized is it gives you less of an opportunity to to say no to yourself. In the sense that you stop 
allowing yourself to disappoint yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what that means? So, for instance, yeah, I could go to the gym today, but I know if I don't go, nothing's going to happen. Like, mm-hmm. nothing bad's going to happen to me. And to be able to tell yourself, it doesn't matter, I'm going regardless. And to put that in your mind and constantly pound it in has increased my productivity for everything else mm-hmm. around me. Because I don't let myself have excuses anymore. Yes. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah. No, no, no. Um, if that makes sense. Well, it reiterate that again. <laughs> Are you sure you don't have to use the bathroom? I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Okay. I just, yeah, not good. Um, the way I'm holding myself out. Um, no, it's true. It's true. It's true. Um, I feel like... It, yeah, it, we give... Uh, I give myself... I'm not going to say for other people. I give myself so many excuses. I think we all do. It's so much... And, and I've been... I've had, I had this... You know, even hesitate to say that I was going to do the solo show to you. Because like I said this a hundred times. But there's a couple other people recently that I said that this is what I'm going to do. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this now. I forgot where I was going with this. But, um, oh, fear. And it's just all those times, it's fear-based. Fear, fear, fear. Right. What are they going to do with this? Uh, they don't think my writing is good. Am I going to present it well? I don't want it to be a TED Talk. I want it to be engaging. I want it to have, you know... All this stuff. Okay, and then I have to get the, you know, it's just so many things that go into it. And, um, but yeah, having the cards and having the question, having those, um, saying those every day. And then, and then even if, even if you don't have a significant jump, but it's like, you know, calling one person or, mm-hmm. you know, reading one article about this particular goal, you know, it pushes you toward that goal more and more and more. And, that's why I think it's so important for us to, to, to write them down. I, uh, I don't know if you've heard of... Have you ever heard of a guy named Ramit Sethi? Okay. Well, he's very, he's very popular in the self-help like entrepreneur space. But one of the things he was saying was, if you did everything entrepreneurs told you to do in order to like get motivated, then basically your day would look like 4 a.m., dr- get up. 4.30, drink like eight, eight gallons of water, <laughs> 9 to 10, meditate, 10 to 11, go to the gym, 11 to 12, eat a healthy breakfast, and by the time you're like ready to start your day, like your day's over. <laughs> but, and what I've realized, because I've tried so many of those things where entrepreneurs are like, oh yes, start your day with a gratitude journal, mm. or start your day with blah, 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 blah. But to find some one thing that you can build that's a positive habit. Um, something that does, because you will find something that mot- helps motivate you if you stick to it, find it. Mm-hmm. And to be able to find that that helps you does go on. That one thing. That one, that one thing. thing. And that one thing for me turned out to be just writing, writing it down. Writing it down every day. Because these, like back here, I don't know if anyone can see it, but I have a vision board back there. Mm, and that yeah. is a very popular thing that entrepreneurs right. always talk about. Right. And yes, it does help. And in fact, this is my second one. And the first one I built, I ended up accomplishing almost all of it on my board. And this is my second one. But oh, wow. 
It doesn't necessarily motivate me, cause, and especially because it's sitting behind me. I don't really <laughs> have to look at it. <laughs> but to be able to have it like written down on a piece of paper every morning, man, that just like nails it in my head. So it's become a published author. What kind of book do you want to write? Um, I actually have like two or three written books. Really? Yeah. I just, that you haven't published? I haven't published. Wow. I actually finished them, or the drafts of them. I just never went back and polished them. Wow. I have one ranging from a kid's book, self-help book, to um, a, uh, a comedy fiction. Hmm. Very I just, interesting. I just never, I just never went back okay. to it. But um, that is my goal, but right now I'm focused on building something else right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is something that's going to eventually Good. be a part of my Good. life. But. I think I told you this. I'm, I'm, I'm working on books as well. No shit. Yeah. So I have a... God, again, fear. It's fear. Every time... It, it's not... Well, this is like a different kind of fear. But it's like... And you feel vulnerable. That's another part of it. Uh-huh. You know, you're just like, okay, if I release this. Because, okay, it's so the first one I was thinking about that writing. It was basically a bunch of poems and sayings and stories, personal stories, uh, and, and um, little observations um, that I wrote in the last, like, like uh, years ago, basically. And just compiled all of them from my notebooks. Because I wrote a lot as a kid. Yeah. And I just, I too. not just a kid, but a teenager and um, some college. But Actually, um... Yeah. These are scripts that I've written. I don't know if you can see it. <laughs> scripts. Um, nice. It's a poem. Poems. Um, Japanese, too. That's Japanese. Good. A bunch of poems. Nice. And then just. Hey, a lot of poems. And then. You were poets. Ken is a poet. This as like a book that I was writing. Uh-huh. This notebook here. Um, it has Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse on it, by the way. This is all just Dang. ideas and ideas. I have more of it here somewhere, yeah. but... So cool! Yeah, I didn't know you didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, um, my actual... I, I love, obviously, entrepreneurship and filmmaking and all that, and those are things, but my actual biggest, like, passion love is writing. Wow. That is actually my number one. That. Yeah. Get close there you to go. you. That's good. No, I just <laughs> way over there. Um, but yeah, so that is one of my goals. Yeah, that's so cool. That's cool. I assumed it was all business. Like, a, I mean, self help. Maybe it, there's a little bit of business in there because you're talking. We're probably going to talk about your story or some of your story. But mm-hmm. I assumed it's going to be about you know how mm-hmm. to run a business or something like that. No. Um, so when I was a kid. My dad, my dad was a big reader, so a lot of my writing actually came, was influenced by him. And I, I was actually reading Stephen King books by the time I was like six years old. <laughs> <laughs> Which probably should, I think my first book wow. that I read uh, was Pet Cemetery. Wow. I wouldn't say that was the first book that I read, but it was about six or seven when I read Pet Cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, I was, as a kid, I was inspired by Dr. Seuss, Bernstein Bears, um, and then so on and so and forth. And Stephen King. And Stephen King, Michael Christian, John Saul. <laughs> All those. Wow. And I love Curious George, but I do like <laughs> Pet Cemetery. That's only if we can morph book. both of them together. <laughs> yeah. 
Curious George and Pet Cemetery. No, I. Uh, but yeah, I've been writing. I've been writing books since I was a. I was like a wee little lass. Hmm. A wee little lass. Okay. <laughs> um, that's yeah. awesome. That's so cool. I didn't know that. No, I just. I never. I never dived into it just because I've for four years of my life I was building that other business. Yeah. Yeah. I just end up building business after business and then like my writing goes goes away. But that is my You were born an artist, Kit. I am an artist. Actually, Matt is more of the business person than Yeah. Me. I'm definitely not as I mean, obviously I love business. Yeah. But that is that was not my number one. Business is actually a skill that I learned to love. Yeah. It never came naturally to me. It comes naturally to him, it doesn't come naturally to me. Hmm. I but I do it. think that you know you're good collaborators, and that there are some things I think in a business mind that lacks, and maybe it is the artsy, it is the compassion, it is the um, people person maybe s kind of stuff, mm-hmm. or you know things that that you know complement the business mind. There's yeah. there's different ways to look at it for sure. That's something that was. Matt always talks about too is that's our difference right he he brings the more logical thing mm-hmm. to this but I bring the more emotional yes artists and, are more emotional that's yeah. for sure that's what we what we get paid to do that's what, yeah <laughs> well I don't get paid to do it but. <laughs> that's true but, I'm just <laughs> but no I think actually um the reason I got into business was because there's a Robert Kiyosaki I don't do you know who he is he is wrote the, Rich Dad Poor Dad oh god yeah, yeah. um anyways he wrote the first book, Rich Dad Poor Dad, I think that was the book he said, but he was, he wrote about this lady who was an author, and he ended up um, selling million, millions of copies, made it to the New York bestseller list with that book. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, he, one of the ladies was like, how, I am a, you know, like, Harvard English major, you know, I'm way better at writing than you, and I just, I don't understand how you're outselling my books and so on and so forth she was like writing him or it was she was interviewing and he was like you have to understand that it's not best writing author it's best selling author (laughs) yes so no matter whether you're an artist an actor writer Mm. an entrepreneur everything you're doing in life is you're selling yourself uh, in different ways Mm. right and so the skill of business or just understanding it goes and no matter who you are like creative if you want to make money doing what you love creatively understanding business or aligning yourself with somebody who understands business Mm -hmm. helps you go so much farther it's true it's true and you know and I remember hearing a lot about this kind of uh, this sort of topic as I was entering the film community in Sacramento like five years ago and it was like you know it's like just diehard artist actor people or just like I'm I'm an emotional actor and I, I can portray in a character and I want to make a living at this and so you know you know it's just like I, I, that's my skill okay but it's not called uh, show 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 <laughs> it's show business and so it's a business but for me as an actor still to this day I, I'm not I just have a hard time 
grasping the business side of it still to this day. I mean, I know a lot more and I, and I, and I do follow through with the business side of it sometimes now, but, um, I, to this day, I, I, I have a hard time selling anything that people really don't need. Mm-hmm. I'm just not, you know, Gary Vee, it's like, oh, you just sell and flip it and do this and do that. Any kind of business person, like, oh, I can sell anything. Just give me something, I'll sell it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, just think of, um, um, uh, 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 I was going to say a telly uh, one of those Thai, one of those Thai stuff, animal thingies, what are they called? Furbies? I don't know. Furbies, yeah, sure. It's like, here's a Furby. You know, we made, uh, we, oh, we sold uh, 550 units last year. Oh, yeah, yeah, cool. And in my mind, and this is just a, it's just my philosophy. Right. It's a, it's a, it's a human thing for me. A mind philosophical baseline. It's like, okay, here's a little Susie, and I just, and Susie, Susie's mom bought it for her, and now she's going to take it home. Mm-hmm. Then what? Mm-hmm. She's just going to play with it for about 17 days and then throw it to the dog and the dog's going to rip it up. Mm-hmm. So they're like, yeah, 550 units, yay. Oh, I made, um, well, we made $68,000 that last month. Okay, great. I'm trying to calm down. <laughs> but it's like, okay, now what? I mean, in my mind, I'm like, okay, so I mean, are you, you oh, you, so, you sleep so well at night because you sold all these units and made you feel so good because you got a lot of money in your bank. Mm-hmm. But what are you doing for the world? Mm-hmm. And, and that's just me. That's mm-hmm. just me. And so I can't, I, I'm like, I, I want to get into business mind. I want to get into the business mind. Now that's just selling stuff. Okay. We can put that aside, selling stuff, uh, products that, you know, no, if I was selling, um, I don't know, something like, uh, something healthy, like a healthy snack. Like I can get behind that. Mm-hmm. I wish, I wish, I could get a sponsor with that because that's something I would have passion about. Anything that I use, anything that I'm passionate about, that I like, that I feel that I feel a healthy person would want in their life. Not anything to do with snacks, like a any junk food, any soda. That's just I don't know. That to me is like low hanging fruit of the world. I just uh, but like okay, a, a Nutri-Grain bar. I can get behind that. When they eat it, somebody eats it. It makes their body feel good. Their bodies feel good, so it's like I can get behind that. Okay. I can get behind um, so many things, so many things that are healthy for the mind and the body. But that's my opinion, and so. But even if some people believe like that's not healthy, okay, for cigarettes, for example, it's like you know I got a job at Marlboro. Okay, cool. I I know that they kill people, but uh, it's a job. Mm-hmm. For me, it's like no, I would starve myself. I would right. be homeless before I got a job like that. Like I just don't. That's a and that, that's an exaggerated example. Right. You know, if we even pull back eighty eight percent, I still have a hard time with the business. So bringing it back, show business. I and I know it's about selling myself. And this is the transition I'm in right now. Within the last six eight months, and this is why I quit my not why, but one of the reasons why I quit my agency, because I just. It's like, okay, you get an audition, but you have to wear these clothes. You have to have this. And it's like, I get it. We're, we're here to sell ourselves. We're here to live up to the client's expectation. 
and then we go in for a commercial and then we look the face of the commercial but that's not who I am and I'm trying to do everything I do I'm, that's I'm getting to trying to get to a point where everything that I do everything every creative outlet that I that I am a part of is about who I am and so I just I have a hard time selling shit that I think that people don't really need or really want but you have a marketing per marketing like societal expectation you need to have this diet pill to lose weight to you know it everything evolves around that kind of stuff and anyway so I I never I even though I've I've done it now but I'm right now in the last like two months I'm really trying to like class wise solo show wise like I'm trying okay now this is the time mark just do what you're passionate about and that you would that you could sell yourself still be in the show business game but everything you do you're you can get behind right you know that's just and I guess I know that in some ways those business minded those casting directors those producers directors would, or even um, talent agents it's like well you know what are we going to do with this guy? You know, he just wants to do what he wants and, you know, he wants to have the control over certain projects or whatever. And, and uh, I just, honestly, in some ways, I wish I wasn't that. But I, I don't know how to be that. Right. And, and I don't know how not to be myself and want to do things my, like, like that I'm passionate about. And I'm, and... I don't know I'm getting kind of to this moment where I'm just like if I don't I don't know that gives me life I think that's what it is it gives me meaning mm -hmm. I want to do meaningful stuff mm -hmm. anything outside of that it's not that I don't care it's just like I <laughs> I just don't find it meaningful that I'm gonna that I will that I want to that I'd be that if, if I was part of a marshmallow commercial right. selling marshmallows to people mm -hmm. it's like oh god there's no meaning in that for me right. for me for me I want to stress that and clarify well I'm an actor and I do all these commercials and I'm an actor or I'm a business person and I sell um, big pins and I'm like okay do it do it if that fulfills you do that but I just can't get behind that stuff. Anyway, so I just, I'm trying. I know. We've had this multiple conversations on this. And this is why I think this is so interesting <laughs> with the mind of a creative. And it's not something yes. I don't understand because exactly, I mean, that's half me, right? Yeah. But I'm also a business person. Yeah. And I think... She wants to get to 575 units. <laughs> yes, 575 <laughs> units of Furbies. <laughs> no, but... Well, first of all, I think for me, I don't... I do agree with you. I think one of the most evil companies out there are the cigarette industries and the sugar industry. Like, and honestly, if you turn on the TV right now, it, the TV is going to be one of three or four things. It's either going to be a Domino's commercial, fast food. It's to follow up with a prescription pill because you've been eating fast food. Uh, insurance, because you need insurance. 
in case you have a heart attack from the dominoes you eat <laughs> and the prescription pills don't help you and a car to drive you to go get your dominoes. <laughs> so literally American media is for these four things. In fact, the other day I fucking saw a pizza dominoes. I think it was pizza. It was probably, I think it was a dominoes that had insurance for their dominoes pizza. So if somebody like, it's like, an, we insure your pizza in case you <laughs> What? I'm like, so now we're sell- selling insurance for fucking pizza. Like... Well, Domino's is like, yeah, well, it's, it's like an insurance. If something happens... Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. something happens on your way, you drop your pizza, don't worry, it's covered. <laughs> yes, okay. And yes. so now we're having insurance for our food, <laughs> which is fucking ridiculous. I saw a, a real quick, I saw a, a, a prescription pill um, commercial, and it was like, and maybe there are other pills that, that do the same thing, but like, it's it was like, you can still take the pills that you're on because it's usually it's like we're competitive. You, you know, take this pill mm-hmm. instead of this pill right. for um, you know high cholesterol. Like right. take this pill instead of this pill. No, this commercial was like no, you continue taking these, but this reinforces these. So you can take two of these and two of these. And I'm like, what? Yeah, before you know it, you're taking twenty. Yeah, I know. Like, ooh, and it's so accepted. <laughs> now I'm gonna go skiing in the Alps. But so. There are definitely, like, even as a business owner, I look at these companies and I'm like, Jesus Christ, have a heart. But there are things that I also look at and I realize that there are, there are things in life that people buy. And to me, it's a complete waste of money. I'm like, why do you even need that? But there is also, a pl- there is also that human freedom where I don't really have the right to judge people based on the things that make them happy. Now, no matter what anyone tells me, I don't care cigarettes are bad. Alcohol is not good. Sugar companies can go to hell. Monsanto can burn up, I don't care. But, like, for me, um, but as a business owner, like, you know, I own, I write, my company right now is an apparel company. And, Honestly, I mean, obviously we have to clothe ourselves. I mean, aside from that, I don't think, you know, like, you don't need to spend $500 on a Gucci, right? And I get that. Like, I get that as a person, and I wouldn't spend that. But at the same time, it's not for me to judge what makes other people happy in their life. And we only have so much of life to live, right? And... Like, for instance, I, right now, like I said, I have an apparel company, and my apparel company is based on, the inspiration comes from Okinawa, where I'm from, and the people that have purchased my clothes have, so many of them have reached out to me, and they're usually U.S. military people who were stationed in Okinawa and no longer stationed, and they're like, I've been looking for something for so long that ties me back to the memories of being back in Okinawa. And finding your brand, your clothes online, have like it's rekindled that. Mm-hmm. So there is like a happiness that comes there from is. that. Right. And I think that the, when businesses are doing the wrong thing is when they're doing it all for profit mm-hmm. and not because of passion. Mm-hmm. And that to me makes a huge difference on whether you are 
see like for me marketing for instance everyone has this idea that marketing is this evil thing but i just think marketing as a tool marketing can be marketing a nonprofit organizations to help orphans marketing can be um a new line of cigarettes for children but marketing is just a tool and how you use it makes all the difference right definitely so how i've maybe i've justified it in my mind but how i view it as an entrepreneur is everything that i do every every business that i start every product that i sell i have to first believe in it otherwise i don't touch it mm -hmm. so you know for this apparel business i don't wear clothes matt in fact there's like this joke that um all my boyfriends i've ever had take longer to get ready than <laughs> like if my if i if there's clothes on the ground and it smells good i'm wearing it that day. <laughs> so i am not a fashion but for person. clarification you do wear clothes i do wear clothes. <laughs> i hope so am i wearing clothes right now <laughs> just saying but like but i know what you mean but um if i could make an apparel brand not just like Hanes, just not just like a white shirt just to cover somebody mm -hmm. for the sake of covering somebody or like a Gucci that's $500 just for the sake of having a $500 Gucci. But what if I made something that's a shirt that means something to mm -hmm. people? And so I never look at marketing or business as evil. I just look at it as tools and how you use it makes all the difference, right? Definitely. So for instance, like you, you were like, what if somebody was marketing a big pen as an actor and you're like, hey, if that makes you happy, but I'm never gonna do that. But what if somebody came up to you and they're like, you're a vegetarian, we have this vegetarian cause, would you please mm -hmm. consider being- Definitely. Happy? Right? So it's not, it's not the act of marketing to me or business. It's just what you decide to align yourself with that makes the difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and definitely. I, and you're right. Like, you know those people that are like, yeah, give me a product, I'll be able to sell. And I'm like, great. Yeah, to be able to have that skill, that's great. That's actually a very great skill to have. Mm -hmm. But what if you just don't sell everything? What if you just sell the things that matter? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a... And that's what it comes down to you, too, as an actor. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah, and that's where I kind of was starting the point was that I remember like my website is really bland and plain right now but there was a point where I had um, where I where I said uh, well actually it's the same kind of phrase but it's basically he's Mark's doing passionate like creative projects he's proud of mm -hmm. basically the same kind of phrase well before I wasn't proud of that mm -hmm. like I'm going out for commercials Ooh, mm -hmm. not proud mm -hmm. but now I feel proud right or at least, you know, I did Groundlings, yay. But like, I did it, like, I'm proud of that. And so I, I feel when I'm so, I'm, so I'm talking about marketing myself as an actor, and you see that on my page, that means something to me now. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, he's saying he's passionate about the things he's doing, cool. Now I might be going to, to some storytelling events, cool, like do that, like. And so yes, I will fully, and I am, I'm saying it right now, I am fully um, uh, embracing the idea of show business. If, if it's something that I can get behind. Yeah. And I am now. Yeah. And I feel good. That's good. And I have that energy. And, because and it's just, it literally, without the business, 
the show, there's nothing. There's, no. There's, there, nothing. there's me in a stage there's and nobody a, else. Exactly. Like yeah. you, you could put your heart and soul into developing this production, but unless you market it to people to come see it, yes. nobody's going to come exactly. see it. Exactly. So I just have to be behind the thing. You have to be behind the yeah. thing. And that's, that's what I'm saying. Like I read, sometimes I'll read marketing books mm-hmm. that... I don't agree with the people as far as their stance goes, their mentality, but I'll read it anyways because regardless of, um, the, because there's always something to learn from somebody regardless of who they are. And, mm-hmm. um, but what I do with that information, I can choose to take and do something better than how the, what they're doing it, mm-hmm. using it for. Right, right. So, I don't know, it's, it's like everything, right? Everything is a tool. Yeah. And depending on how you decide to use it, mm-hmm. um, changes changes that the quality of that tool. I think if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it is a tool, and yeah, I mean, yeah. There's, it's like uh, you know, being part of the Hollywood scheme, the Hollywood uh, business. I guess. I mean, that's a, that's the that's the crux. Is that when you have a mentality like I do, it's not the best thing to do to be in the Hollywood game. Why am I? What, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Why? Are you, why do you want to be an actor then? Oh, you don't want to sell yourself? Then you go be a carpenter. Like you don't. I mean, you can still have to sell yourself, but like in the Hollywood game, you're selling like your face, your ability, everything. You you are a walking product. I've I've. I've been told that many, many Your times. Brand. You are a walking dollar sign. You are a walking brand. That's what you are. And so I'm like running into this, <laughs> the ocean of fashion and, and branding. I'm running into them. And then my mind is like, wait, what are you doing? Like, yeah. This is not who you are. And so that's in the last, like I said, months ago. And I'm like, wait, whoa, whoa. I'm like. Okay, since so if I'm going to be splashing in this water, I want to do it my way. And, and I think that's admirable. But I will say this too. And actually, I'll say two things. One is one of the reasons why I think I lost my passion for film is because of how I view Hollywood as a, as a, as, as a life force right now. I think it's very gritty mm-hmm. and very dirty. Mm-hmm. But... There is something to be said about the level, and not everybody does this, but there are a few actors and actresses that I admire who get to that level, who have embraced that and turned it around for better. And because of that, they have brought awareness to like charities. They see, and that's the thing is like, when you're just one person, no matter how loud you scream or yell or shout no one's going to hear you but if you're one person and you have all these people looking at you you that's like it's lack of a better word it's power right Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of actresses and actors out there that have gotten to that point where they're this one person with so many people's eyes on them and instead of like doing something like you know just selling products you don't need they actually bring awareness to so many issues in the world environment like leonardo dicaprio is very big on i don't know how many millions of dollars he's in, invested in helping the environment 
And because of his status Mm -hmm. as Leonardo DiCaprio, so many Leonardo DiCaprio fans Mm -hmm. have now taken to help fight, uh, preserve our environment. Mm -hmm. And and there's different uh, ideas about that. There's like, um, who's that guy who who does the women videos? He did it with women. He doesn't do them anymore, but... You know, I'm talking about the guy, he's from, from the Middle East. Well, it's not a very good example because he's not an actor, but my point is that he makes videos and he, like, is basically, like, he just, he just does these videos to, like, um, I don't even know, they're just, um, human behavior or, like, certain topics or subjects that you just... Huh? Yes. Nas Daily. Nas Daily. Um, I don't know. He doesn't do the one minute thing anymore. But uh, anyway, the point is that he um, he's putting out positive energy, mm-hmm. positive energy, uh, and, and not really for profit, but like to help people, to help people. So yeah, and there's not many, and so going back to Leonardo, it's like yeah, there's other actors that are doing that, and I guess uh, as you're talking, it makes me think about okay, so. Like, I'm thinking of a particular casting director, I'll just say that, who might look at me as making a decision of, oh, I'm going to go on my own now, instead of going to the, not the traditional route, I want to go on my own, because I don't, I don't believe in all that stuff. Well, they might look at it as negative, maybe, I'm just assuming that, but I'm pretty sure it's true, where they're like, well, if you don't want an agent, then you're not serious, you're not professional. Um, you know, because that's will get you in the door to film and TV and all that stuff. And it's like, well, you're right, but I just, I have a hard time with that. And so I just feel like um, the point is that I can't do what I'm saying I can. But some people think that they can't do what Leonardo DiCaprio is doing now. You can't just like, oh, I'm going to just do all these positive things about and, and be charitable right now. I have to do it until I got to do all these commercials and I got to do this right. film. And then I got to get famous and then I get on a platform. What I'm saying right now, I'm doing now. Right. I'm not waiting. Mm-hmm. I'm being myself. I'm not going to sell my soul. Mm-hmm. And I have already. But <laughs> what's, left of, left, what's left of it, I'm, I'm going to keep. That's what I'm saying. That's where I'm putting my, my feet down now. That's why I'm doing the solo show because I'm not going to wait for a casting director, and that's cool. I'll, I'll, I'm still doing this, the other stuff too, and, and whatever feature film, it's, if it's about something a social cause, totally for sure, I'm going to audition for that, or a short film, or a commercial, or a, lo- a nonprofit, or a local business, you know, small business. Cool, like 100%. I just did one the other day. Cool, it was fun. But what I'm saying is that what can I do now to to fulfill me and um, and, 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 and so I'm taking that stand now. And regardless of the situation, regardless of, of, of wherever people, however many people go to the solo show, it doesn't matter. I, I'm, I'm doing something to fulfill me. And it almost to the point where I was tell, telling my teacher, it's almost to the point where it's an ego thing. Like, it doesn't matter, like, who comes, if I do the marketing, whatever. It, it's just like, I need to get this out. And I, I have to say, real quick, um, when I was in Hollywood, you know, I think things happen for a reason. My heart is open and vulnerable because I don't know anybody there. I'm just walking around Hollywood, Boule- Hollywood Boulevard, looking at all these characters, and, and I'm I'm one of those people that 
um, is, is uh, approaches anybody, is not afraid to approach anyone. So basically, uh, a guy from Jamaica and I, one of those people that tries to hand you a CD and you're like, no thank you. Well, we ended up talking for like 20 minutes. And I'll just say real quick, what the, the main thing he told me, he said, you have a gift and it's waiting for you to open up and, and to give it to them. Regardless, and that's my own mind telling me, regardless of what you think, the opinions and all this stuff, just, just give it to them. Mm-hmm. And it was like, man, like it really touched me. Because it's like, okay, I just randomly talked to this guy and was just, we just, you know, I could have talked about anybody and he was just like, he was saying those things and it just kind of gave me this feeling like, oh man, okay. Just another sign, another sign to say, okay, I got to do this. This is it. That's good. So anyway, um, but yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's true. I mean, there are some actors that do that. Like, they like do those things. There's other actors and they don't partake in the party's life and they don't do, you know, they just want to do the craft and, and um, that's where I want to stay. That, that's, I want to, um, I just, I just have to walk into, I just want it to be fulfilling. That's it. That's all. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's honestly all it's we can do, do and now. hope for. Well, it's, it is, but I mean, to be able to live and die by your rules. Um, that's a lot better, I think, than being forced to, you know, live by somebody else's. And even Russell Brunson, he's a he's a ClickFunnels um, marketer, but that was one thing he was saying was similar to what the Jamaican guy was saying, is everybody has a voice and everybody has a unique voice, and there are so many people out there waiting to hear your voice. And if you don't open up and allow yourself to be heard then you're just doing the world a disservice. I probably said it better than how it was written in the book. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember that line and that's what it was. I feel like that's a great line to wrap it up on. Oh yeah, because it's an hour and 10 minutes. So, oh, yeah. sorry for the technical difficulties. <laughs> so this video and podcast will probably be very weird. Um, but wow, I think this one actually came out pretty intense towards the end there. Yeah. You got very passionate. <laughs> that's not a bad thing. I don't know how not to be sometimes. No, that's okay. And so I'm like, okay, oh, the levels are too high. No, it's so okay. I'm, I'm Who cares? getting caught in my thoughts. But I think the more more we do this, the more we get better at it yeah, technically. Exactly. As well as... That's why some people say, um, I tell them, oh, I got a podcast going. I'm like, really? I'm going to listen to it. What is it about? I'm like, mm, just rambling. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to tell them. I don't know. I, I've been telling them. What actually piqued Matt's interest was like, it's the perspective of life between a business or entrepreneur and an artist mm. and just the similarities and differences of two people in completely separate industries mm. trying to achieve the same thing. Ah, God. Oh my God. I'm nothing, more, nothing more to say. Look, marketing right here. <laughs> I just know how to spin words. <laughs> yes. Um, anyways, um, Yes, thank you for listening. It has been Table Talk 23, Mark, Kit. And again, I hope you guys 
listen to it next month when we're back. So, all right, we're good. Ow. Thank you. Thank you.